All right, so I know I promised that I'd only do this once a week, but we had an emergency. Our beloved commissioner is fucking with us again. Steve, it seems like you just like to meddle for meddling's sake. What say you? Oh, that that you do. That you you you're uh, assaulting me on right off the bat. Well, I feel like you assaulted my first podcast by totally fucking with it. Ah, yeah, I kind of did. I was like, I I have so much beef with what Tim and Keith just said, and my feelings are so hurt that I'm going to rearrange the entire schedule just to make sure that they sound stupid when they when they say things like, "Oh, Keith and Steve are playing each other week one." I said, "Nah, no, watch this." Um, no, it, obviously, as a commissioner, my my foremost uh, priority is to protect the integrity of our league. Uh, despite what Tim may say about me trading players to my wife for sex acts. Yeah, Alfred Morris only cost me a hand job. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a Cowboys running back. Right. I think we'll have time later. So we've hinted at what you did, but can you kind of just lay out what you actually did? Because you sent us this fucking long-ass email, and even so, the TLDR so, was too long. So this is less about what I did and entirely about when I did it. Because all I did was set our schedule to follow the strength of schedule protocols based on divisions, based on last year's standings. It's the same thing I do every year. The problem was that in my uh, apathy toward the league, not, not our league, of course, but toward the NFL, toward football in general, in my growing uh, who gives a shitness? I completely forgot to set the schedule until I noticed like on Labor Day itself that, holy shit, I was playing you twice and someone else twice instead of like Devin and Stevie twice. And I said, you know what? Uh, the league schedule was never set and I need to fix this. So, yes, that aspect of the change did affect our last podcast. But it completely reshuffled the entire schedule. It did, but you also reshuffled the divisions. Yeah, the only change in divisions I made was uh, I felt real bad for you. Your team looked like shit, and I said Keith needs to go down to the lower division, division four. Who can I punish? Who who won't care? Oh, I'll pull Stevie up into division you're, three. You're you're ducking me. You've you've taken. Me, number three on the power rankings, and switched me with Stevie, number 11 on the power rankings. You have 11 and 12 in your division. I think this was a cold, calculated move to benefit you and you alone. Not only that, I got the opinions of some of the other league mates just to see how they felt about this. All right, let's hear it. So from... Roast me. I won't name names, but here's just a few things that have been said. Oh, boy. Uh, first, he's not always the best man for the job, but he is willing to do it. That's like the nicest thing yeah. anyone said about you. That sounds like my wife. Uh, for a man who thinks about every little change so deeply, I don't believe that he forgot to set up the divisions. Fair point. Oh, that's Weber. Uh, the change in schedule benefits him more than most. That is an eyebrow raiser. I disagree there. I, again, no longer get to play you twice. Get to play me? You mean the team that was projected for the most points this week? 
projected. Yeah, that, listen, a, a hurricane and an injunction changed everything. So we can we'll get into it later. But week one was was fucked. You guys pod, you guys previewed it way too early. Anyway, that's that's where I stand on this one. Yeah, Steve, I just sometimes it just feels like you have too much power. You wield it arbitrarily. You know, every little it's change true, you make seems to benefit you and your wife, and then it punishes right. everyone I, else. No, no, I did. I did, despite having Stefan Diggs and Duke Johnson try to get rid of points per reception, but you all foiled that and said, no, 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 keep points per reception. And I said, okay. Well, fine. you tried to get rid that. of points per reception by, like, burying it under the the guise of fixing the quarterbacks. But PPR was no. I mean, it was it was a multi. It was a rebalancing effort because, oh yeah, that's another thing our league does. Uh, we we award a quarter point per net completion, which is, I'm I'm cool with it. I like it, but it's such a weird quirk that some people have complained, and I won't name names, that they just don't understand how the scoring even works in our league. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, so you can probably guess who those people are to not even bother to take a peek. But anyway. Well, like, it, it, I just wanted to simplify the scoring, and I felt like part of doing that would be to give points per first down. Well, that's than that's a complicating factor right there. You can't look I, at I someone's understand. stat line on like and, the ticker on ESPN and calculate what their points should be. Yep, that's a fair point, and we ended up not making that change, right? We did. You're right, but. If we want to simplify things, and I didn't think we'd go down this route, but my suggestion would just be PPR, standard scoring, redraft, get rid of both Webers, uh, name me commissioner, then get rid of you. (sighs) I'll put a focus group on it. Okay. All right. Um, Just worry about the integrity of the league. I get it. You know, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, we don't all entirely trust you and don't let it happen again. Well, okay. So, so my only rebuttal here is that again, this is the, uh, this is something I should have done sooner. I will own that. I will eat whatever shit I have to for that. Uh, I, cause I, I screwed the pooch. I dropped the ball. I plum forgot to adjust the schedule because I was so busy pushing the new keeper system through. So that's on me. Steve, what? Being commissioner is about doing not the easy thing, but the right thing. And the right thing to do was to set up the schedule the right way. It was not to do the easy thing, which would have been nothing, and to enjoy the first two and a half hours of my Labor Day, which was possibly the last beautiful day we'll have in these parts as I look outside at the rain. The only thing I'm confident in is that you made sure that I had to play Marissa with two starters gone while she was at full strength. So I did no such thing. I let everyone pick arbitrarily. We were all part of this. There was I didn't get to pick shit where everyone picked. No, but that's on you. You weren't, you weren't see this whole the, picking thing. Had your phone or this whole picking thing. You're right. You're right. I had a second. I had a second thread without you on it. No, honestly, sure there was no way to prevent you from cherry picking your schedule. The way you did it, you really could have. And I'm not trusting you that you didn't. That's 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 complete hogwash. That is poppycock, and you know that. And you're just trying to drum up a, a listenership by 
by creating some beef right here. I'm just trying to get it so everyone has you. visibility into the man that you've become. I think that everyone should see you for what you really are, uh, someone who's hell-bent and cheating his way to a glory bowl appearance. Um, but I'm here to stop you. This is my year to take you down and to raise right. up glory. Well, well, you, you won't be able to do it in week one anymore. No, and... Um, I'm very thankful that I don't have to play you in week one. Yeah. Yeah. Look who's doing favors for who here. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause I, Cause I knew all about hurricane Irma on labor day. Well, look and at I knew you. The NFL would, would punt a, punt a, a game that they could have played on Thursday to week 11. Can you believe that? And like, make a hundred and make a hundred players play 16 straight weeks so that no revenue is lost. I know. I my first round pick has to not only mine but also Katie's. The first two picks of our draft both have to play sixteen straight weeks. Yeah, it's very interesting because, well, we can you, you and Tim already kind of recap the draft, but if we were to redraft that first round, knowing everything we know now, I wonder how it would have gone. See, I think it's possible that Katie takes AJ Green there, maybe. Or Jordan Howard. I'm I'm still going to Jai. He's my guy. E. Um, but I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not only do I not have Jay Ajayi, you have Ezekiel Elliott for at least the first week. Yeah, if we were still playing each other this week, and we're not, although I think we've invested enough in this that it'll be like a moral victory, which were whichever one of us you know outscores the other, but. You did lose a first round pick in week one and I gained one. And that's, I mean, there's no way to slice it. That's a, that could be like a 20 point swing. Yeah. But you know, all I'm going to do is compare everyone to who they would have played versus who they are playing and figure out who I got know, screwed. And it's probably going to meet me. I'm definitely losing to Devin now. And my whole season whole, is shot. The whole first, I, I hope you didn't copy the entire schedule before it changed. No, I didn't. I just know week one because of the prior oh, podcast. Oh, thank God. All right. So we'll uh, do this for a week or two, and then we'll be yeah, we'll exactly. all forget about it. And we'll forget about it, except me, because nice. I don't forget. Unless I win, and then I will forget. <laughs> so you've listened to the first podcast. We, yeah, I did. Tim did levy some serious drive and nothing to do, so I listened to the first podcast. So Tim levied some accusations at you. There's some serious oh, ones. Tim was having fun. Uh, you know, a lot of those are inside jokes. I, I knew Tim put them in there only for my ears. And, you know, I'm so, I'm so glad that he was able to take some time out of his busy life to uh, to work with you, to make an entertaining hour of content, uh, he, you know, for me and my wife to listen to while we drove up to Maine over Labor Day weekend. He seemed pretty serious it's, about it, Steve. Yeah. I, you take, know, take off the commissioner hat. Just... Bring me regular Steve. <laughs> I need you no, to. No, this is me. This is all me, Keith. This is all you. This is all me. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. So Tim, you know, he. I, I liked that at every opportunity he threw a little, little dart my way. You know, when possible, whether talking about the aforementioned uh, sex trades, I, I, accusing my team of being immoral. I think he totally dropped the ball there, because I've rostered. So many more terrible people than he even mentioned. He kind of gave up halfway through and just said, oh, and he has Josh Green 
or had uh Gordon. rather Josh Gordon. Yeah, well, he smokes the green. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've had Larry Fitzgerald, domestic abuser. Shoot, I've had Jay Cutler, the anti-vaccination guy. I mean, he's immoral as shit. Did you ever have Plaxico Burris? No, but I did have Adrian Peterson, who whipped this kid in the nutsack. Oh, that's a good point. Well, Tim, Al- T- Tim also had him. By the he way, he did. He did. So yeah. Tim was Maybe trying he didn't to want to throw part- those particular stones. Do you ever have Ben Roethlisberger? You know, I, I was actually trying to think of this one. I think I did. Oh, I have uh, Cam Newton, who stole friggin' laptops in college. Yeah, but who like, hasn't I, stolen I have a team laptops. of assholes. Not Clay Buckles. I feel like Stefan Diggs is like a good guy, right? Stefan. Oh, his time will come. All right, all right. Um, we'll you see what weird shit he's into. So we mentioned that Elliot is starting for your team. The hurricane yep. is making a bunch of us not start our Dolphins and Buccaneers. Yep. Do you think that we need to revisit the power rankings at all? I mean, we did tie you and Tim with the caveat so you, that once we knew more you know, about I, Elliot, we might break I, I that tie. I want to let your your opinions on everyone's team. You know, they they pretty much match mine. Uh, there's no denying that Galligan fucked up the draft, for instance, or that Stevie missed it entirely. But, you know, it, it's not on me to say whether or not I'm better than Tim. I think the scoreboard will do that. I think the scoreboard will, will tell us who, who all the best teams are. And I know that's the whole point is to prognosticate and talk shit. But it was interesting that you, that you guys had me and Tim tied. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that was kind of just... We didn't it was, want. It was a bit of a punt, probably. It was a bit of a punt. It was a good excuse to talk about your teams in tandem. Like there was some interesting comparisons there. Um, but now, here's one thing you guys said. You you each said, and I do have a. If I have one thing to respond to, it's this tight end conversation you guys were having. Oh, please. So you said, and I'm quoting here. I fucking hate Travis Kelsey in the third round. I really do. People expecting Gronkowski and Jordan Reed and Jimmy Graham not to ascend to the tier they've been in in the past, I think is short-sighted. Now, I don't actually have that much issue with what you said here, Keith. I also didn't feel great about taking Travis Kelsey in the third round. Um, But I do think I can explain why I did it. And this is not so much a defense. It's just a little X's and O's strategy talking. I feel like I owe the world an explanation for what I did. In my second-to-last draft of my keepers... I did not have Travis Kelsey being kept. But then I looked and I thought about it, and I had keepers in rounds five through nine. And I knew if I didn't get a tight end in that top four, I was going to have like some dog shit at the bottom there, like past Hunter Henry type level tier tight end. And I, I, you know, I'm sick of that. I've had Heath Miller in the past, I've had Zach Miller. I didn't want another Miller tight end. So I knew I wanted to get a tight end in the top four rounds. And at that point, if I'm already paying a top four pick for him, why not just keep Kelsey in the third? It was kind of how I backed myself into that corner. I knew Tim was keeping Gronk. I knew Marissa was keeping Olsen. There just wasn't going to be anyone for me until like round 10. And you could say, oh, well, Steve, you could have taken a backup tight end type player. But I'm not sure what I gained by doing that other than a third round pick who... You know, I don't know if he's that much better than the depth that I found 
that I was able to keep on my team at the receiver position. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. And I do like Kelsey's floor. Like, I think he's probably the most consistent tight end there is. Um, and in looking, because who did you I'm keep? I'm Knockwood right now, but he has not missed a game in the last three years, yeah. which is unheard of at that position. Yeah, you're right. So, but you had you had no keeper in round four. So hypothetically, right. so, a- so Jimmy Graham went in round four, and Jordan Reed went in round five. I think if I'm yeah. you, I I get one of those guys in the fourth, and I. See who I so can you, get in you, you mentioned them specifically, but let me go over Jimmy Graham and, and Jordan Reed. Jimmy Graham has not broken 200 points since being traded to the Seahawks. He's 30 years old. He's not Saints Jimmy Graham anymore. And that's fine. You know, Saints Jimmy Graham was otherworldly. He was Gronk-like. Um, J- uh, Jordan Reed is Gronk-like in his inability to stay on the field. He's missed similar amounts of time over the past four years but he doesn't put up Gronk numbers. It feels like when Reed's healthy, he's putting up Kelsey numbers. And, you know, again, knock wood, if, if Kelsey's been the healthier, more consistent choice, why, why roll that dice? The other thing, when I looked at the third round's receivers, I really didn't like many of them. And that's, that's no knock on, you know, your Doug Baldwin's, your T.Y. Hilton's, your Terrell Pryor's. I just, I had enough depth at receiver that, I, I, I didn't just none of those guys were enticing me. I like getting uh Jeffrey in the fourth just fine, but whatever. Again, the scoreboard will play out whether or not this was a good decision. Right. But the thing the, the real thing I want to, the, the real grievance I have with, uh, with the conversation you and Tim had last week is, uh, and I understand Tim kept Gronk and I kept Kelsey. It's not like we really had a choice in the matter, but he's going hard on this, this fallacy that Gronk is still this otherworldly tight end who, when healthy, is going to be dropping 30-point bombs on everyone. That's just not who Gronk is anymore. And he, he might be that again. I, I love Gronk. I'm a Pats fan, full disclosure, as you know. I, I want Gronk to be the greatest tight end of all time. But, I mean, if I were to ask you, when do you think the last time Gronk scored 30-plus in a PPR league is, what would you say? Um, probably 2015. It was, it was week one, 2015. So it was two years ago. Travis Kelsey did it in week 16 of, uh, of, uh, last year, the championship. I wasn't in the championship, but you know, and that's cherry picking, but Gronk, when he was healthy last year, in other words, when he played in the eight games, he started, he averaged 12.1 points a game. Well, Travis Kelsey did that in 2015. And so, Travis Kelsey got better. So, so I will say to that, Steve, is that there was a couple games last year where Gronk technically played, but he was on the field very little and they never threw it to him. And sure, yes, that plays play. into his the fact that he's always injured, but I don't think it's fair to make that comparison well, let, per se. Let me, and, tell you, let me tell you why it is fair. You, he was on your team for those games. Did you start him? Yes, so he was a liability yeah, so, for so you, sure. I mean, the enticement of Gronk, and I'm with you guys on this one, when Gronk is playing, you have to start him. You never bench a playing Gronk. But when Gronk puts up zero because he was hampered or whatever, you know, you don't dodge that bullet. That's a bullet Gronk is is putting in you, so to speak. 
Now, if you have if Gronk is ruled out and you have a backup tight end, that's another story. But by playing and putting up zero, he's actually doing you more harm. Well, I don't I don't think that Tim or I were arguing that Gronk in twelve games or whatever is better mm-hmm. than Kelsey. I think we we're just saying Gronk, if healthy, which is a big if, is yep. significantly better than any other tight end. Tim was saying he was going for the championship. That's why he went Gronk in the third round. Kelsey's just not the sexy guy that I want in the third round. I feel like he's a fourth rounder, but you make good points because we have scarcity at almost every position because of the way our keeper system works. So even though I like Kelsey in the fourth, it might have made sense for you to take him in the third. I rescind my uh, criticism. I I don't like... I don't like that I took him there either. I, I'm not asking. I'm not asking for an apology here or a mea culpa, of course. But I, I'm just trying to point out that this idea that Gronk, when healthy, is the best tight end in football, bar none. I subscribe to it too because when I picture Gronk, I picture this two touchdown monster drawing double coverage and still getting a hundred yards on ten catches, but. The stats, even when he was healthy all of 2015, they just don't play it out. He's been declining every year, slowly but surely. And I, I'm with Tim. Tim said something like, I'm not going to sit here and say that Gronk will definitely outscore Kelsey on the year. I think it's a coin flip. And I agree wholeheartedly with him. But this idea that, you know, just because Gronk is higher risk, he's also higher reward. I'm not necessarily saying that. But. Again, scoreboard will play it out. We'll we'll end up seeing at the end of the day which one was the better pick. All right. And well, again, it really doesn't matter because so, we were both kind of coerced into taking Gronk and Kelsey. Right. So in looking at his career stats, anytime he's played eleven games, all right? Like if he's played eleven games or more, he's catching ten plus touchdowns. Um if he yeah. if he's playing in any game, any he's in four seasons that he's played fifteen or more games, he's caught a thousand yards every one of those seasons, and he's had oh, at yeah. least eleven. And he's touchdowns. a touchdown monster. There's no question. So that's that's the upside that Tim's looking at. But and that upside exists in the past. Does it exist in the future? We we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I'm, I'm but, not here to knock Gronk. All right, I'm not all here right. to knock Gronk. He's a he's a fantastic tight end. His best year was 2011. His second best year was 2012. This is all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying. but his 2014 and 2015 years are still by far the best tight yeah, end scoring. I, I went back and looked at Tony Gonzalez's career because that to me is the epitome. Sorry, Antonio Gates. Tony Gonzalez is like my all-time favorite. Gronk, when healthy, outdoes what Tony Gonzalez ever did. Now, granted, part of that is just the increase in scoring, whatever. But one thing Tony Gonzalez had, he missed two games in 17 seasons. I don't. I don't think you can count on Kelsey to play sixteen because I don't think you can count on anyone in the NFL to play sixteen. I don't know. This this has turned into Kelsey versus Gronk, and all I was trying to say is that Gronk Gronk might be a little bit on the decline. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. The other and... thing Tim said was Gronk wins you games, he wins you leagues, he wins you seasons. I think last year, Keith, you started two and zero with Gronk on the bench. As soon as Gronk played, you went like. 
one and nine or something like that over your next 10 games. He definitely lost he, me two straight games. <laughs> and then, and then you traded him to Tim and you got Delaney Walker for him. Yeah. Well, and I think you, you finished the year winning four out of five. Well, Granted three were in like the NIT. Well, Steve, let's, let's, let's say I, I did that trade thinking that we were still doing auction and the meddling commissioner came in and, oh boy. and switched it up on me again, you know, but yeah, that's yeah. in the past. Why don't we rectify a wrong you committed and re-preview week one, and then we'll we'll let bygones be get bygones. All right. Sounds good to me. Okay. So like I mentioned before, I'm going in order that appear on, appears on my screen. So my first game, uh-huh. it's me first. Jai 5-0 versus the Nick Folklore. Me versus Devin. Uh, this is a rematch right, of the NIT Championship. Computer. Now, is that why your team was called the Nick Folk 4 at the year's end? Yes, because I at, okay. at some point I gave up and was let like, me, now I'm just going to mock the other teams I play. Let me tell you, as a as a commissioner, it's very hard. I'm, I'm looking at this matchup. Yahoo's calling it a two-point. Yahoo's calling you a two-point favorite. Um, and this is even after accounting for yeah, a Jai, Jai being out. Jai's out. I have to start Adam Thielen against the and, Saints. Uh, Kamar Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Who? Kareem Hunt. I don't know any of these players anymore. <laughs> Crabtree Walker. Yeah, I mean, this is such a close game. I Personally, I'm going to predict a tie here. A tie? Well, Devin is one of only two teams to ever tie, so it could yes. happen. Yeah, he tied me. You know what? He tied me the week of my wedding. What a jerk! And Devin is getting Devin is getting married on Sunday. Oh shit! So oh, or can rather I, on Saturday. Can on, on I send Saturday. him text talking shit when he's on his honeymoon? Sure. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna They're take going to Granada. I kill him. <laughs> I'm gonna take Devin here because that's my luck, and I will lose because Ajayi's not playing. I don't blame you at all. If I were you, I would also take Devin. Yeah. But since I'm me, I'm going to predict a tie. Okay. All right. Well, we're moving on to your matchup. Right. Oh, boy. Washington Fail Sons. What happened, Steve? You used to be the Washington White Peepo. Whoa, whoa. That is, uh, <laughs> as I recently learned, it's very offensive to some people. Uh, um, Weber, Weber let me know that my name was very racist. It really bothered him. Um. And, and, you know, being a reasonable person, I said, well, my God, I'm so sorry. I'll change the name. Well, as a fail son myself, your new name uh, offends me. Yeah, but that's because of something that's it's because of what you did, not who you are, if that makes sense. Okay. Or rather what you didn't do. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fail son, too, so I can say it. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to say I really think you're going to destroy Stevie here. I hate Stevie. You think so? I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, who's got the spread at less than one point? This is a true toss-up. Yeah, Um, 50-50. Can I say, though, they've got Cam Newton scoring me 26 points. I love Cam Newton. You know, I've been riding him for for years. Uh, He had a real shitty season last year. And... I'm worried that that was a regression to the mean rather than a temporary roadblock. You're going Cam Newton here. You have Dak Prescott waiting in the wings. Um, clearly, I you do, have some some faith in Newton. 
it's nice that he's playing the Niners, even though they could have a better defense than anyone expects because they're completely like overhauled team. Right. No, I I'd rather have Newton facing the Niners than probably like 28 other teams. So, and I really like Dalvin cook here against the saints. Um, Mm -hmm. He, so he's a big unknown obviously as a rookie, but I was looking back in one of my first draft boards. I was looking at, you know, early in the summer when I was marking who I might have interest in, uh, he was ranked somewhere in the forties. I hope that wasn't too big a reach. You know, I hope the the new hype is real and 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 not just a product of people stirring up stories. Right. Well, so because my other first round pick, as you know, was Elliot. Uh, he is playing now this week. That's huge for me. If he wasn't playing, I would be forced to start both Diggs and Crowder in the fl- you know one in the flex rather than choosing between them. Yeah. So. Um. I actually I have a lot of confidence in Cook myself. Uh, there are mm-hmm. definitely people who say Cook is going to be the best rookie running back. Other people say Kareem Hunt is going to be the best rookie running back. Some people really so like I, Leonard Fournette. I uh, wanted Fournette, and Katie took him right before I was able to. So yeah, Hopefully I mean, it works out for me. We'll see. I I was surprised that Fournette went before AJ Green, but that worked out for me. I'm not going to complain. Uh, sure did, Steve. Are I you see taking my old you Hopkins on the other side here? Yeah. You know, usually I'm with you and and I like to undersell myself, but fuck Stevie, I'm taking me. Nice. All right, moving on. Okay. Uh next matchup we've got Bennett Am- Amalu MD and that name needs to change versus my favorite name, Devon. Oh my god. With That's the you look at both these names and that's the name that you think needs to change. I love the Devonte name. Obviously, well, you came up with it. I did. I mean, Weber and I oh, workshopped it, it. It reeks of of being overworked. I mean, as someone who's done a lot of podcasts with you, this this has your stink all over it, Keith. All these parentheses and and Devonte and well, capital yeah, letters. He has four Devontes on his team. What is he supposed to do? Not acknowledge it? Listen, I had two of them last year. But guess who's guess who's not playing for him? Devontae Parker, because of Irma. Do you think he knows that? Um, I'll tell him. I think we should let Weber know. I think he needs to. So it looks like he's going to have to play. Ooh, this isn't looking good. Kendall Wright. Um, because of that, I. mm, No, he's playing Galligan. Galligan's team sucks. I'm taking Weber here. Galligan's without luck. He does have Roethlisberger. Or Roethlisberg, as your wife would say, and my wife has started to for whatever reason. Ugh, um, horrible. Um, you know, I think this is a toss-up because if if Weber leaves his team as is with Parker in there, uh, it's going to be. I think Galgan's going to win. But if Weber can can make that sub, I think he's got a good chance at winning. So I'm going to call this a tie. Another tie from Steve. All right. So right now, two ties, and then you're winning. All right, next matchup. Uh, my two, uh, the two people in my division, Brady's back bitches, Katie versus Dante's Inferno, Trevor. Who you got? Um, Katie got reamed by the hurricane. Mike Evans is out. Uh, Jaquise Rogers is out. She's also got, and this happened before the season, but Edelman was like her fourth or fifth round pick. He's out. Uh, Doug Martin's out. Um, she's also got Cameron Brait. 
who I don't think would be her starter. I think that'd be Bennett. But still, she's got, holy crap, four bucks on her team. Because of what you said, I do have Trevor here. Um, Beckham's playing, even though he's had some injury scares. Dante Moncrief also has, you know, he's questionable. uh, And he has a questionable quarterback throwing to him. But at least right now, Trevor's starting a full team. He is, and that's if I gave Weber the 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 anti benefit of the doubt, I I have to do the same for Katie. She's at least got you know Sweeney there, who I I think will, and I do think Katie would would switch her own players in, but you know Sweeney's there to remind her just in case she forgets. Well, I don't think Kara's going to remind Weber to do it. No. Well, speaking of Sweeney, he's in our next matchup. Tim, your favorite team versus Sweeney. Christmas Jamie's versus Trub Thumping. Uh, you know what? I didn't. I didn't even pick the last team. I didn't pick the matchup. But I feel like we've moved on, and I have to lock it in as a tie. Even yeah. though I would have taken Trevor. It is a tie. Um, okay. Is are Sweeney and Tim gonna tie? Oh God, probably not. Uh, Sweeney's without a kicker right now is the interesting yeah, wrinkle. So you just said that he and was going to th- get Katie to play play everyone but he's not playing everyone no i i do think he will uh weber by the way might also be without a kicker i didn't see i already forget no no he cut janikowski okay he did okay i don't think the raiders will cut janikowski for what it's worth but they wanted him to restructure his contract and he said no he did say no (laughs) he is the he's the longest tenured raider by like threefold though yeah he was drafted in like 2000 Oh yeah, like him and Brady are, you know, the players from the year 2000 at this point. So um Inventory of course. Right, so, you know, I mean Mr. 6 round pick himself. The other team to get ravaged in week 1 is Tim's. Uh he had Jameis Winston. He also was counting on Darren McFadden to start. Uh Yeah, can can we touch briefly on this cuz you and I already talked about it and I think we understand each other's position. Uh but I if Tim was counting on a backup in week one, I think he's doing something wrong. And I, I, I get it. I understand the actual look under the microscope. It makes sense. That line is potent. But just on principle, if, you know, it's like saying, oh, this guy who got injured is coming back from injury a week early. So I'm screwed because I was banking on his backup playing. You know what I mean? It just it feels off to me to have that be your, your lament more so than Jameis Winston uh, being replaced by Tyrod Taylor. Um, I think the problem here is not that um, that uh, McFadden isn't playing week one. I think it's still like, is Elliot going to be out for six games? If I had to guess right now, I'd say yes. So he's just kind of delaying his plan one week. So this is huge. And we, you know, we haven't touched on that yet, but, Elliot at this point, it's like a, it's a Schrodinger's box. He either will miss six games or zero games. I drafted him really assuming he'd miss three or four. Um, the way the, the kangaroo court has ruled, and now we await the ruling of the real court, he, he is currently missing six games, right? He, he if is. If he gets a restraining order filed, he might miss zero, or they like, isn't there a chance they push this until November, December? He gets suspended. Then I won't pretend I can follow all of this, but 
you know, this is going to be a wild ride for me drafting Ezekiel Elliott first because it seems like he's he's not out of the woods until he serves the suspension, which for me, if that happens next year, great. He's not going to be on my team anyway. He was a first-round pick. But, oh, boy, you know, until he serves it, I feel like he might have to serve it at any any given week. Yeah, so... But I digress. I mean, if we look at Tim's team... And you're speaking yeah. of like the McFadden problem this but week. Tim's he's starting got gore in here. Well, he's starting Tyrod he... Taylor, Amir Abdullah, and Frank Gore. Like those are yeah. his quarterback and his two running backs. But he loves Frank Gore, and he has said as much. I know, and Gore continues to prove people wrong. But at some point, the wheels have to fall off. I hate to do it, but I'm taking Sweeney in this matchup. You hate to do it. I do hate to do it. Because I don't want to crush his like spirit. Tim a lot. Yeah. Eh, not really. I mean, before Irma, I would have said probably slight advantage Tim, just because of Winston alone. I think he's. I think he's got a favor here with uh, starting Gore and Abdullah over uh, over McFadden. I, I think you know I hate McFadden, but I've made that clear. I'm probably wrong. As always, the scoreboard will bear it out. Uh, tie. Hi. All right. Last but not least, the rematch of the 2011 Glory Bowl. Crimean interception versus Demarius Stormborn. D versus Marissa. The two best teams of all time in our league that is dominated by women. Who do you yeah, have? This is, it's, it's fitting you say this for last because this is, if our week had it, this is the Sunday night game. This is the main event. You know, this is the one they saved for prime time. Uh, as you mentioned, top two teams of all time, former uh, uh, Glory Bowl matchup. D knocked Marissa out of the playoffs last year on her way to winning as a nice little vengeance for Marissa knocking her out a few years back. Uh, I, I'm just repeating and rehyping what you've said because there's not a lot to say about this matchup. Marissa's going to win so handedly. She is. I mean, D right now has Deshaun Jackson in her starting lineup, who obviously is yeah. playing. And if, and if we don't trust Weber to 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 notice in time, and I do for what it's worth, trust Weber to notice in time. I don't know if I trust D to notice in time. I don't either. I really don't. She has played people on by before. Oh yeah, she, um, she beat me last week with last year with Jordan Reed on by. Yeah, she just or, didn't bother picking up a tight end. I do like D's decision not to keep Jordan Reed, uh, not to keep banging the tight end injury drum, but Hunter Henry was a guy I had my eye on. I knew he wouldn't quite fall to 10, but you know, Jordan Reed, like I said, Gronk levels of injury for Kelsey Olsen yeah. levels of production. But I honestly, Jordan Reed last year was one of the big reasons she won the championship. And instead of Jordan Reed, she well, has Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. I mean, that, look, Emmanuel Sanders, there's no, there's no accounting for taste. Yeah. Um, so we both yeah, have Marissa. Marissa. We both have Marissa. Yeah. We think she's going to win handedly. Uh, I think she's gonna, she's a lock for the playoffs already. It's just so depressing. Every year she has an amazing team in, I just don't know how she does it. Yeah, you know, maybe we should change the keeper system so she can't uh, just keep everyone all the time. Yeah, that would be nice. Maybe you shouldn't Wait, we've favor done that. her. Maybe you shouldn't favor that. her because she puts out. Hey, listen, I I traded her Alfred Morris and got Travis Kelsey in return. 
And say what you will about Kelsey. I think here and now it's so much better to have Travis Kelsey than Alfred Morris. Oh. Of course, things could change. Well, we'll on, see. on that hot take, I think it might be time to end this podcast once and for all. All right. So 